0: So two days before tighter social distancing measures kicked in on the 16th of May here, we saw REITs with the exposure to F&B emerge as the biggest losers, some of them as the biggest losers at the close of trading day on Friday, 14th of May. So let's take a closer look at those social distancing measures that we know have to be put in place given the rise of community cases of uh, COVID-19. Till mid-June, F&B outlets will not accept dine-in customers. The max for social gatherings goes back to two. Only two unique visitors per household per day. Wedding receptions will not be allowed. And while it's a no-go for the World Economic Forum here, It's a blow to the meetings industry and recovery hopes for travel and tourism are muted as well. So what does this all mean for S-REITs? And beyond Singapore, are there REITs with US and European exposure that are poised for recovery? I suppose going back to the S-REITs, for now the month-long restrictions are expected to lead to some underperformance. But the big question, will we see the sector revisit the lows that we saw in March 2020. Let's find out with Kenny Lowe, REIT specialist, independent financial advisor. Good morning to you, Kenny.
1: Hey, good morning, Michelle.
0: So, Kenny, give us a big picture. If we step back, what is the overview of S REITs and how they perform versus global equities in May?
1: Yeah, so far, the global equity uh, and also SREIT or different asset classes has been uh, have a mixed performance for the past one or two months. Right In, in general, SREIT itself is still moving sideways, going nowhere for the past 10 or 11 months. They are trading between the support and resistance of about 820 and also 880. So far, uh, it's moving sideways for the REIT itself. But if you compare to the S&P 500, S&P 500 has been going up on the uptrend about 12% year-to-date performance. And SDI, surprisingly, also quite uh, a good performance uh, year-to-date, about 10%. Um, basically uh, driven by the bank stocks. And uh, based on the current chart pattern on bank stock, it is expected uh, STI probably will continue to go uh, uh, moving upwards. Right? As for the Hang Seng, Hang Seng uh, Index, has already gone through the correction uh, for the past few months. And, and in this month itself, it seems like uh, finding the bottom and also finding a support at about 27,500. And also the double bottom chart pattern is formed. It looks like uh, there is a potential reversal on the Hang Seng Index. Okay, which is, is a bullish sign for the for the stock market. Uh, moving forward. As far as emerging market is concerned, uh, emerging market has been on the correction mode for the past few months, and also seems that the uh, sell off or retracement has been slow. And and uh, if they are able to stabilize for a while, probably there will be the uh, so-called. Uh, potential reversal moving forward, uh, basically driven by all the uh, global economy recovery and also uh, the inflation and also the commodity pricing uh, moving upwards.
0: All right, great overview there, Kenny. Now, coming back to S reits uh, themselves as a group, I looked at DBS Research that says investors have been positioning themselves in recovery plays like retail S reits, office S reits, hospitality S reits, uh, which have been performing well year to date and registering positive returns of between 4 and 8%. In the immediate term, the analysts at DBS expect these S-REITs to underperform but do not expect the sector to, you know, dip to the lows that we saw back in March 2020. So, if we look at May 14th, S-REITs with exposure to F&B, 2 days before the the tightening of the closures, they emerge as the biggest losers at the close of trading day. Do you think this was a knee-jerk reaction?
1: Uh, this is uh totally just a knee jerk reaction mm. because if you look at a past uh, price action, Friday basically there's a sell off of between three to five percent on the hospitality sector and also those uh retail related that kind of rate. Yep. But on Monday itself the market opened low but actually closed at high. That that is a potential reversal and, and Tuesday yesterday basically most of the bridge have a green a uh, big green bar uh uh show that it's a strong rebound, and as of today, uh, basically, it's a (laughs) non-event. All all the price basically recovered close to uh, before the announcement.
0: All right, and if we take a deeper look at that uh, analyst note from DBS, that the government, the community here, much better prepared to work together to curb community spread, and so expecting financial impact to landlords to be marginal, would you agree?
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree to that, because uh, this time round, uh, we have much more information on the on on this COVID nineteen itself, and also the impact is not as great as last time. Uh, one year ago, mm. where we do not have any information on the on this COVID nineteen. Uh, the the testing is not available. The vaccine is not available, and also uh, data collection, trace together, they are all, all not available. So this time totally is totally different from last time and also this time round, uh, government has been uh, making a very decisive mode uh, 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 making a very decisive decision to really uh, go into phase two heightened measure so, I think that this probably with a big bump is not really, uh, really derailed the S-REIT continue to outperform this year.
0: All right. Now, if we take a look at S-REITs that are less likely than others to be affected by tighter social distancing, of course, the data center REITs, the healthcare REITs, industrial property REITs come to mind. What, in your opinion, are those REITs that are less likely to be affected than others by tighter social distancing?
1: Uh, If you purely look at Singapore itself, the social uh, distancing, uh, definitely it will not uh, impact all those data centres. And also, uh, for example, industrial risk, uh, example, Maple Tree Industrial Trust and also Ascendia Trust. Basically, they have a really, uh, uh, they have a very diversified global portfolio and that is not really uh, in Singapore itself and, and really non correlated to this uh, social distancing, and for the data center itself, moving forward uh, because of the wide adoption of digital economy, uh, it's expected that uh, data center continue to wealth. So uh, for me, those read, data center industrial uh, read, healthcare, and also the healthcare rate, for example, mm. Parkway uh, mm. don't have any impact. Any impact during this period is more on the uh, movement in sympathy because. Because when there's a negative effect, most of the retail investors just sell, sell first and ask questions later. Right. After a while, they find that hey, this is the wrong decision. This is not <laughs> as per the last of the
0: Right, very important to keep context in mind. All right, so which reads do you think, the flip side of that question that I just asked then, which reads are most likely to be the most affected?
1: The most affected. If this... Uh, this uh, heightened measure is still not able to isolate uh, w- uh, and also reduce the community cases, and Singapore has to go for the longer so called soft lockdown. Uh, the following risk I think that you'll be probably affected in Singapore. First of all, you'll be the Far East Hospitality Trust because they have a 100% of the hotel in, in Singapore. And uh, followed by the CDL uh, CD Development uh, Hospitality Trust, because they also have about 66 percent of hotels in Singapore, and the third one will be the land lease because 70 percent of the revenue or income basically is coming from a 313 at uh, Somerset. All so these right. three will be probably affected the most.
0: Now, speaking of REITs with exposure, what about those REITs that have exposure to U.S. and European markets? We know that within Singapore's S REITs listed for trading, there are five with 100% of assets located in the U.S. and three with 100% of their assets located in Europe. So these eight REITs have an average distribution yield 7.5%. They generated positive average total returns of 8.9% in 2021 one year to date. So are there some REITs with exposure to US or European markets that you think look poised for recovery?
1: I I basically is quite positive on those uh, REITs have 100% uh, portfolio in US and in Europe because if you look at the fundamentals itself, they are pretty strong and the current valuation is pretty uh, attractive. For example, those uh, US uh, office REITs, Prime U.S. rate, life U.S. rate, and also the Capital Pacific uh, rate itself. They are trading between 6 to 8% at the present moment. And also, uh, they are quite resilient during this COVID-19. Their their income is not really uh, impacted for the past few quarters. And at the present moment, uh, all of them are traded uh, below the book value. They also have a, a long uh, average lease expiry, the will, and also the high occupancy rate. And... And also based on balance sheet itself, they are quite have a quite a healthy uh, gearing and also the interest uh, cover ratio. So financially, uh, cash flow uh, from a cash flow point of view, those those rates are uh, looks uh, strong. And if the uh, uh, global uh, uh, sector rotation introduced itself, I think that this rate will start to move.
0: All right. Makes a lot of sense. My guest today is Kenny Lowe. He is our REIT expert here on Money FM 89.3, REIT specialist, independent financial advisor. Kenny, uh, if we took a look at what's happening back here, we have a retail tenant group, Singapore Tenants United for Fairness, and they made the news on Monday saying it might be better for the public and businesses if Singapore enters another a partial lockdown of the circuit breaker instead of having the government progressively tighten measures to curb the resurgence of COVID. So their argument is that malls are open, but you know they're turning into ghost malls because of the curtailed occupancy limits. And meanwhile retailers have experienced a decline in sales. Some see up to eighty percent of a decline in sales. So that if there was a circuit breaker, so to speak, then retailers could be aided by government support, and that would mean better things for them rather than being allowed to remain open, as is the present scenario. What do you think?
1: Uh, basically, I, I personally I disagree to go for the uh, bigger scale or the Gangster Breaker because this time round is really, really different. Uh, we are much more prepared. It's not like last time. We are facing an unknown enemy. We don't know them. We don't know how they spread. We don't have data. Everything we we don't know. We are going to the war, uh, fighting naked, and and that that's why last time the circuit breaker, uh, the government approach is uh, stop everything first and figure out later. But when they are doing the full scale uh, circuit breaker, it hurt everyone, one hundred percent. Everybody will be affected. But maybe the uh, the affected community uh, uh, caused by the COVID nineteen maybe just a few percentage of people. So, so this time round, I think that we should not really go for the full scale of the kind of circuit breaker. Uh, and, and when it come back to the, the retail side, as a business owner, uh, we, we, the business owner has enough time, about one year time to really prepare for, for this kind of unexpected, uh, uncertainty. Okay, this is something not new to them. And as a business owner, uh, one of the key things that they have to do is uh, contingency planning, uh, is a business continuation uh, plan. Okay, uh, or business contingency plan BCP, mm-hmm. and and then also they have to work out uh, what is the budgeting, right? And and this lockdown is only one month. If they can't even survive this one month, they do not have any income, they do not have any cash flow to sustain. I doubt they are able to sustain in the long term because this is all about the business planning and also the risk management, right? Because moving forward, there are a lot more uncertainties besides the COVID nineteen. We are facing a potentially hyperinflation uh, moving forward, mm. and, and also the debt environment. There are a lot more uncertainty uh, uh, coming. It, it's not only the COVID 19.
0: All right, one final question for you from the perspective of the investor listening into our show, the implementation of the tighter COVID measures following this uptick in cases likely damper a likely damper, some say, on second quarter earnings for retail REITs. but do you think that the seven percent market cap weighted drop in S REITs over the past one month to May 14th already reflects much of the earnings risk? Do you see any buying opportunities for a few selected REITs?
1: Uh, I feel that uh, this is a non-event uh, because everything has been priced in. Uh, basically, for the past few days, and, and actually past two days, actually I, I actively buying myself and also avoid my client to enter into the S three market. That's why for me it's a buying opportunity. I I took action on it.
0: All right, so buying opportunity, um, Capital and Integrated Commercial Trust, for example, CICT, is that one of the one of the reads on your possible buying opportunity list?
1: I have already bought. <laughs> I
0: bought <it> <laughs> <price>. <laughs> All right. As always, such a joy speaking with you. Kenny, have a wonderful day ahead.
1: Thank
0: you, He is Kenny Lowe, Read Specialist, Independent Financial Advisor, joining me here on Money and Me. If you, In case you miss any bit of that show, you can listen to us again on the audio app or check us out on Spotify. Just look up my name, Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app.